0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Very pleased to have join us on the Vaquero's Cafe and Cantina hotline and uh, able to step away just from otherwise a very, very busy Tuesday morning as the prep is underway for the NCAA Super Regionals. Longhorn's head coach, David Pierce, joins us now. But that's the way you like it. Yeah, keep you real busy this time of year. You're good with that, right?
2: Oh, man, thanks for having me, Greg. I'm definitely busy uh, busy, and appreciative that we are still playing, and I love it. I love this time of the year, June baseball, playoff baseball, college baseball, and so much excitement around the country. Being a part of the top 16, um, just having a great weekend at Coral, Coral, Coral Gables and then Jeez, you're talking about the long road to Omaha. You go from Miami to uh, Northern California. So <laughs> we're, we're back home right now. But, yeah, we started all of our prep and pretty excited.
1: Uh, have you found over the years, because, uh, you know, you, you've had this team in the uh, Super Regionals in 2018 – 2021, 2022 and now 2023, you know, four super regional trips in the last five full seasons played, obviously since 2020 got cut short. But have you found of your time uh that when when you get a team uh ready for super regionals when you start to do that that it's easier than ever uh if even if it wasn't hard in the past, but easier than ever to see your guys fired up about going to practice because they know what's at hand and they're still getting to practice here in mid-June?
2: They're just excited. I mean, I don't know if it's easier or harder. It's just something that they, they, they've they worked so hard for. And I think what's so gratifying for this group is they've kind of separated from the 21-22 team where you know, they're always in the shadows of, of last year's team and And the great players we had and the exceptional super regional that we had at ecu and going to omaha and so now they've kind of created their own identity and have a lot of confidence so when we're into miami it's about the environment and kind of preparing for those those two or three teams and now you kind of set your sights on what you got to be good at in california what do we have to do better and uh kind of the prep of how we want to approach their hitters. They're a very good hitting team. And then just the little details that we talk about all year of making improvements this week. And this week's not really about anything more than prioritizing each individual of what's going to give him the best opportunity to be successful.
0: David, uh, two parter from me. Uh, anything on on Heston Toll and David Shaw, how they're doing? And then, uh, I, I know everybody's focused on LBJ and, and Geno and what they gave you as starters. But uh, how grateful, proud—I don't know what the right word is to use on, uh, to describe how you feel on what you guys got out of Charlie and Zane in the in the regional.
2: Well. First of all, David Shaw and Heston are out for the for the year. Uh, unfortunately, we lose them, but uh, again, it gives opportunity to guys to step up, and they'll be back. Um, when you look at you know the course of the season and the day to day grind and the adversity that every player goes through in this long of a season, at some point they're going to struggle, and for those guys who have had their struggles to be just huge parts of our success in Miami just means that they're still all in. It means that they've never stopped working and believing in themselves. And, and us as coaches have not stopped believing in them. And, and that's always been something for me is I'm going to stay with the kid and I'm going to stay with uh, uh, players as long as they continue to work and believe in themselves and don't give up. And, and – it's always been a pretty good formula. So once, once they are totally committed to making adjustments, then you, they're in a good spot. And a lot of times guys got to hit rock bottom before they're really ready to listen. But it's not, it's not that they're small, minor, simple adjustments. Zane started climbing up on his release point. And so he got back into his natural slot and there it is. And it's just, It's so small that you really have to just pay attention to understand it. And same thing with Charlie. It's just little pieces there. We feel like we can still help Tanner a little bit more and making some adjustments as he's getting back, you know, to becoming a guy that we can really depend on. And that's, that's a tough deal. I mean, people don't quite understand what he's going through to be able to come out of surgery 15 months and then be thrown into a regional championship game and expect him to be just perfect, and he's got to be better if he's going to help us win. But at the same time, we can help him along the way, trust his makeup, and uh, keep working on things.
1: You uh, you mentioned uh, Tanner and and going through that. I, I was really struck by something Garrett Gomet told uh, Roger on the post game. Uh, the other night. He said, you know, it it didn't go well for him tonight, but he was the first guy like he always is in uh, encouraging and cheering everybody else and getting really, really excited. about." That makes it uh, easier to to work with a young man who has to go through some bumps in the road, doesn't it, when when he's got the attitude and the approach that he's had?
2: He's just accountable. You know, he's very accountable and he's very mature. He wasn't satisfied at all, but he knew his job was on the mound, and it wasn't his best outing, but at the same time, he he was one of 27 players there fighting and clawing, and so he was going to do everything possible to help his teammates, and his encouragement is huge. Uh, I I think you see so much of individualized players in, in, in college and professional baseball now, and when you look at our team, it's so refreshing. They're selfless, and uh, that's that's something I'm really proud of. They're 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 into it for each other and uh, the development and success for each other. And Tanner Tenner has always been that guy, and he's kind of had this label of a superstar, and sometimes unfair to him just because he has the potential to be so good. But uh, he's so mature and he, and he he learns from his mistakes and he wants to just keep getting better and help his team.
1: David Pierce, Longhorn's head coach, joining us here on Light the Tower on the – the, the one other thing theme that seems to come up, and and I've heard TV commentators talk about it for years, Augie used to say it a lot, and I know you, you probably did as well, when you get to the postseason, uh, unexpected, or at least by the large populace, unexpected contributors have to emerge. Now, you as a head coach are around it every day, so you know what the capability is uh, for guys to, to be able to step up and contribute when others perhaps weren't seeing that, those from the outside. And I, I get the feeling you felt that way all along about Jalen Flores and, and how hard Jack O'Dowd has worked to be able to step up to where he can contribute as well. And of late, Mitchell Daly, who had had come out of the starting lineup, but you were still using him as a defensive replacement. And I remember you told me that he once said, I just got to get better. I just got to work harder. And, and I know that's got to give you a great deal of pride to see guys like that contribute to the total cause.
2: No doubt. And – Honestly, we started talking about it May one, and started talking about postseason baseball and unsung heroes, and that's what happens. Um, and it it gives them hope. I mean, you have players that look up and go, you know, I'm hitting, you know, whatever I'm hitting, or my ERA is not as good, and just realizing that I can contribute and finish this thing the right way, and uh, just get my head clear and, and, and go be the best I can. So. Yeah, I mean you just start planting seeds. You just start planting seeds to these guys about what they can do as opposed to what everybody else has said that they can't do and the expectations are no greater than within within our clubhouse. I mean our our kids have great expectations to be great to also play in postseason and play at the highest level. So you know, it, it is a long season, and every player goes through it. But to get guys back and and feeling like they can really help his team, such as Mitch and you know Jalen, and, and we already mentioned Charlie and Zane, and you know you can even look at LBJ. I mean, this is a young man that is the ultimate poster child for development. I mean, this guy is a sponge, and he wants to be great, but he's just now coming into his own and we're reaping the benefits because he's just such a great teammate and, and he pays attention and he he has the ability to just repeat what he does. And I think that's key for guys as well. So it's really uh, gratifying when you, you know that kids have more in them and then they just keep, keep working towards that. And then all of a sudden their minds get clear and, you know, the confidence builds, and they have success.
0: David, you you've had you know you look back at the year Cody had in, in 2018, and the year Ivan had last year, uh, and you look at what DC's doing this year, and it's it's in that same realm. Uh, but I'm just Craig and I were talking about this the other day. I'm just continually fascinated by the fact that when we watch him, you just watch him walk around the facility or around BP every day, you wouldn't know if he's got a 38 game hitting streak or he's over his last 38. How remarkable is it just kind of how even keel he seems to be all the time?
2: Well, I think what he's learned in the last couple of years is selflessness. and Not that he was ever selfish, but just maturity and understanding the work. He wasn't the best worker as a baseball player day in and day out when he first got here. And so he contributes that to his work and to his teammates' work. But he is the funniest guy on the team and easygoing all the time. And he plays when he plays loose. it's that's when he's at it's at his best. And some guys need to create a little more of an edge. Some guys need to just really have a, re- a relaxed mentality. They all need to relax their bodies and create less tension. But D.C.'s just a unique guy, and and he's fun, but he's so talented. I mean, I think he may be the closest to a 5 tool player I've ever, ever coached, to be honest with you. When you look at speed, defense, his arm strength, his arm strength's really good, but then you add it to his transfer, it makes him even better. And then, you know, he can hit the ball all over the place. He can lay a drag down, and then he can drive the ball to the ballpark. So this kid's got a lot, and – He's just a fun kid to be around, and he loves his teammates.
1: And I think because of that,
2: he has success as well.
1: David, let me get your thoughts on Stanford. I know, obviously, you were zeroed in and watched him last night. I know you're very, very familiar with guys like Tommy Troy and Alberto Rios and Eddie Park and Braden Montgomery, their two-way guy. Uh, I want to start with the pitching because that had to be uh, fascinating to see the way that David Esker had to manage his pitching and Quinn Matthews, all of the innings and all the pitches he threw and probably, I'm just guessing, he probably wouldn't be available for the opener Saturday night. He's the lefty, and then you got the two righties, Matt Scott and Joey Dixon. How about your thoughts on what you saw from the Cardinal and what you know about Stanford as you get ready for this Super?
2: Well, all year everybody's known that they have a really good lineup. I remember back in 2003 when we played them, in the national championship, um, the two out of three series, uh, the championship series. And we wouldn't even let our pitchers watch them hit. They were so good. So we just made them stay in the clubhouse and and wait till the game started. And they, they're physical, but they can run. Um, they can utilize the short game when they need it. They can drive the ball to the ballpark. Um, they're a well-rounded offense. And then you look at I don't know why this is going on. Then you look at their, their pitching and at times people discredit their pitching because their offense is so good, but their pitching and defense is outstanding. So this is a really talented team. Um, you, you look at Quinn Matthews and he's just this wiry kid that just competes well. and a little quirkiness to him, but he goes up to four and really pitches. Um, so I think that they're just going to be a team that we're going to have to attack and make them earn everything they get. Is it, if we do that, we give us our best options, our best chance of winning.
1: David, it, I mean, not that you had any say in the choice in the matter anyway, but is it is, it, is a little bit of, of a break for your guys uh, that it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, a chance for everybody to catch the breath, you to get some work in at home, uh, and and then get it before you head out uh, on Thursday.
2: I think it is more so about you know the time change. We'll be in three different time changes, uh, time zones this weekend or this week. I mean, we were uh, East Coast, we're back in Central now, and then we're going Pacific time. So I think it's important for us to try to get out of here earlier Thursday, uh, just so we can get a little quicker acclimated to the time. Uh, Hopefully we can get a workout there Thursday afternoon and then our official workout uh, on Friday. But I do think it helps us uh, because we extended some arms as well. And just being on one side of the country to the other side, I think just the rest in between is going to be important for us.
1: I got one last thing to ask you, Dave, before we let you go. Um, And this is this unusual thing. It just seems like it's been more unusual this year than any that I can remember in college baseball with regard to regional hosting. And uh, you had the weird thing at Kentucky and the the, the the dorm situation. It was unfortunate, obviously, for West Virginia, for all three teams, uh, Ball State and Indiana there uh, with that uh, because there weren't hotel rooms available. And then we hear about TCU getting a chance. Nothing against TCU, and they may be the hottest team in the country right now. But Indiana then yesterday going, oh, by the way, we can't. Host, because we've got Special Olympics coming in and we don't have hotel rooms and all this kind of stuff. Um, Do do you see this as just a byproduct of what happens this time of year? Or could the D1 baseball committee uh, perhaps do with a little closer examination when regards come with, with regard to examining potential regional hosts when the bid process goes in and what obstacles might be out there for these teams?
2: yeah I, the committee has a tough job. Don't get me wrong, but I think when you look at so many so many teams jockeying for position two post, I think all those factors should come into play. and you should have the ability to accommodate um, fan base, especially teams, umpires. Uh, and so having that that set in place in, in the prep from the committee, to make a decision of whether uh, Indiana State hosts or they travel, even as a number one travel, uh, one seed in travel. We did that one year, 2002. We went to Arizona State as the number one seed because the University of Houston did not, um, they didn't bid. But even so, there's so many teams that qualify to host that I think all those factors need to come into play.
1: Yeah, uh, by the way, to your point, Tennessee traveling to Southern Miss is the one seed for the Super Regional this week. So you got that, you got that going exactly. on. Uh, hey, I, I know you got to jump into meetings and things. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do it. Uh, uh, thrilled to have you join us for a few minutes and look forward to seeing you uh, uh, on Thursday when we head out all, all out to Palo Alto. Thanks so much for the time.
2: Bye, Craig, Jeff. I appreciate you guys. Hook em horns.
1: Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, David.